Yo, hey everyone. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today, I am joined by singer, songwriter and presenter and contestant of this year's Strictly Come Dancing 2022, Fleur East. I absolutely love this conversation with Fleur. So let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to the Power Hour. I'm Adrienne Herbert, wellness coach, international speaker and author. Each week, I speak to a variety of guests, from business founders to Olympic athletes, leading coaches, changemakers and innovators, to find out their daily habits, their rules to live by, and what motivates them to get up out of bed each day. Personally, I am on a mission to encourage, motivate and inspire, so I hope that the Power Hour will help you to achieve your personal and professional goals. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today, I am joined by Fleur East. Fleur, the last time you were on the podcast was February 2019. It has been three years. How are you doing? (laughs) A lot has changed in those three years. Wow. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Great. A lot has changed. And honestly, when you were on the show back then, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, I encourage you, scroll all the way back and find it. Because the last time you were on the show, Fleur, we talked about your career, your incredible work ethic. We talked about your love of fitness and breaking a sweat in the morning. Mm. And we also discussed the importance of being multifaceted and as an ambitious woman and as I know many ambitious and entrepreneurial people listen to this show the importance of not limiting ourselves and just being in one box because you are the perfect example you know you're a singer a presenter a personal trainer you are doing so many different things and I think you're Mm. yeah just a great example of how when you have a passion when you have an energy you don't have to just stay in your lane and just do this thing you can actually try so many different things and it kind of all joins together in some way somehow what do you think yeah I definitely agree I've always been that way though from such a young age I was always encouraged by my parents to pursue all my passions, anything I was passionate about. They're like, yeah, we'll do that. Well, you can do that too. It was never just, oh, you have to do this one thing. This is what your career is. Limit yourself to that. So I always just think while I've got the energy and while I'm enjoying it all, then why not? Oh, absolutely. And energy is something we're definitely going to come to. But we're also going to discuss today, as you said, a lot's changed. So what you've been up to, I want to know what you were doing during lockdown. I know before that, you know, you got married. I know you're still keeping fit because people can now train with you on the sweat app. And of Mm. course, of course, we're going to talk about Strictly and the announcement that you're going to be on the show. We are here for the, oh my gosh, flirt. We're here for the hair. We're here for the (laughs) outfits. We are here for all of it. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. It's mad. So where to begin? Let's go back. Let's go back to, yeah, lockdown. I mean, as someone working in media, a presenter, a singer, what, if you can remember, Hmm. what did you get up to in lockdown? Well, do you know what? Thankfully, I was still presenting on the radio. I was still doing the Hits Radio Breakfast Show every morning. So that kind of kept me sane, if Hmm. I'm honest, because although we were broadcasting from home, for the majority of it, until you could kind of meet in groups of six or whatever it was. (laughs) Um, I was waking up every day, you know, I had something to do, I had a focus. And also it kept me connected to everybody Mm. because we were talking and documenting all the different rules. As soon as a new law came in, you know, we, we were covering that, we were talking to listeners, we were texting people. 
So we were getting like real life responses and it made me feel more connected to to everybody, to, to the nation, <laughs> because we were, we were getting direct stories from people at the time. And we've got a feature called The Rap Roulette, which we do every Friday. And I'm challenged to write a rap and I'm given 24 hours to write about what's going on. And it's almost like from 2020, there's a whole album about the pandemic now based on all the raps I did every week. <laughs> I love those raps. They are so impressive. They're so impressive. They're always so clever and so funny. I'm always impressed that you yeah, oh. do that in 24 hours. Isn't it bizarre though as well how in some ways it hasn't really even been that long, but in some ways it feels like such a long time ago. Even when I yeah, ask people about lockdown and when you just said about, you know, meeting up or when, do you remember when you could only go out for one hour a day? Yeah, Everybody got into, yeah, everyone got into the running and, and everyone was going for long walks. And mm. in some ways, I think some people found new things in lockdown that they really enjoyed, you know, they were really yeah, grateful for the time, I think, to kind of stop and pause and reflect and maybe reassess, okay, where do I want to live and how do I want to work? And mm. a lot of people got dogs or got pregnant yeah. and, you know, it's like a lot, <laughs> a lot. But I think as well now it feels like as much as, of course, you know, we want to kind of move on from, from difficult things. I feel like the world is just speeding up again. Everyone's mm. back. We're busy. We're doing it all. So we, we did mention this word energy. So Fleur, you and I both have a lot of energy. And mm -hmm. as I said, you do a lot of things. So... When I speak to people, often they say, you know, whether it's about motivation, whether it's about ambition, I speak to women and I encourage them to do more and, you know, to really just not limit themselves. However, energy management comes up again and again, whether that's in the form of burnout, whether it's about just emotional energy and saying, well, you know, trying to give to so many different things. So how do you approach, especially in this busy time, you know, strictly starting, you've got all these other things as well. How do you approach, yeah, your own personal energy management? It's quite funny because I always say to people, they're like, how are you still awake? Like there's times where after I do the radio show, I wake up at half four every morning and a lot of the time I'll be doing something else after the radio show is finished. And when I'm on that second job, people are like, Flo, you've been up 12 hours. Like, how are you still going? And I always kind of look at myself, and this is really weird, like a charger, like a phone. <laughs> so like naps are everything, mm. everything. I could not survive without a nap. I just have to recharge as and when. So if I'm going somewhere, if I'm traveling to the next job and it's like an hour to that job, then I know, oh, I can have a little power nap. A power hour. Yes. Shall we call it? <laughs> have a little power nap. And then that's it. I'm back and I've got the energy and I just kind of function that way. And then I've had to force myself to go to bed early because I'm naturally a night owl. I can stay up till four or five in the morning and now I'm getting up at that time. <laughs> so when it gets to 9 p.m., I just have to take myself to bed. Yeah. And um, that's just getting more and more, I guess, natural now. My body just feels, it winds down at about 9 p.m. Right. So, that's so yeah, I was going to say, because I'm also a big fan of the early bedtimes. People might laugh and think that it's boring, but I'm like, you know what? It's a game changer, especially, as you say, if you're getting up early. But what about what about more, I suppose, like emotional energy? So, for example, you know, we all have personal relationships. We have our work. And so I find for a lot of my friends, especially especially women, I don't want to just, you know, discount men from this. But often they're like, you know what? It's hard to even the weekend, let's say you've got lots of social plans or giving the time and energy to to your to your partner to your husband to your spouse as well as being like yeah I'm career ambitious I'm gonna say yes to the job I'm gonna be doing all the things how do you 
yeah, I guess carve out space and energy to make sure there's there's room for other things. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we all, once we get into an industry or we're like, we're finding our feet, we want to say yes to everything. Mm. And I've, I'm definitely guilty of that. I was in a place a few years back where any job that would come in, I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. And then I started to get really burnt out. And my mum used to say to me, you're not a robot, you're not a robot. And I'd be like, do you know what, mom? You're actually right. I'm not a machine. I can't do it all. So I had to then just turn things down and actually manage things. And the thing is, it's easier said than done because when you're trying to establish yourself in an industry, you almost have to do all of that. You have to like lay the groundwork. But fortunately, I, I think now I'm in a place where I can be a lot more selective. And you know, there's crazy jobs that maybe six, seven years ago, I would never say no to that. Now I'm like, no, I'd actually rather go on holiday with my husband that week. Or actually, no, I just want to have time in my house and just sit in my garden for a weekend and things like that. And I think even when it comes to friendships and social engagements, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to go for a lunch and it had been such a busy week and I'd been gigging up and down the country. And then it came to the day where we had the lunch and I had family staying as well from abroad and I hadn't seen them because I've been so busy that week. And I was just honest. And I just, I sent my friends a voice note and I just said, guys, I am so tired. Mm. I was like, I've had such a busy week. My family are staying with me. I haven't even seen them. I just need to be home. I need to be with them today. I'm really sorry that I can't come. And they just respected the honesty and we're just like, you know, we'll meet another time. And a lot of the time you feel like you yeah, a lot of pressure that you can't say no and you have to turn up. But actually I think people more often than not just respect that you're honest. <laughs> you know, if they're true friends, they'll catch up with you another time. You know, yeah. it's not the be all and end all. Yeah, it's really important to, for people, I think it's really important for people to hear what you've said about laying the groundwork because I hear so many people giving advice to, as I said, young, it's often like women in business things where people are starting out and they're saying, you know, work-life balance and avoid burnout. And they're saying, you know, you don't have to be everywhere and do everything, which I do agree with. But as you said, when you're new in an industry, whether that's the music industry, whether that's uh, hospitality, whether that's corporate world, banking, whatever it is, I do think those early years, those fundamental foundational times, you do have to go above and beyond. You do have to put in the extra mile again and again and again. And later on, as you just described, when you get to a place, hopefully, where you have had some success, you've you've maybe established yourself, people understand and know the work that you do, then it's like, okay, cool, like you said take the holiday you know have the weekend but I think it's it's a really complex one I think for people to get their head around saying you know we've got this real backlash against hustle culture and we don't want people to be burnt out which I agree with but I also think it's it's not really telling people the truth unless you say to them look no. how many years did you just have to roll up your sleeves and just keep on going um before you could get to this stage of your career in your life yeah, that, those are the facts. I remember I was doing a job not too long ago, like last week, and the makeup artist who was doing my makeup said, you know, this year I'm actually missing a few weeks of my job that, I, that I've been doing for nine years and I've never, ever missed a week. And she said, you know, it's just, I need to go and see my family. And, and I'm in a position now where I can do that. But again, I mean, she's hustled for nine years <laughs> and never missed, never missed a job. So it's like, you know, I guess it depends on the individual. I think if it's if it's affecting your health, if it's affecting your mental health, then definitely take a break. But 
I think if you've got the energy and you can just hustle for that, for that time to lay the foundation, to then reap the rewards in the future. I mean, that's what most people will be doing. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And as I said, I mean, it's three years since we spoke and you have not stopped. I mean, she does not <laughs> stop. Honestly, it's so impressive. It's so amazing to see. And so let's talk about, as I mentioned, your fitness routine. Last time you came on the show, you said, you know, you've always loved to work out. You love to break a sweat. It kind of gets you pumped you know wakes you up and of course when you've you know when you've danced when you've toured you're used to using your body and and the physicality of that but now as i said people can work out with you they can follow your workouts so yeah what's that journey been like and tell us about why you joined the sweat app so exciting so yeah as you know you know you've got evidence literally three years ago <laughs> i spoke to you about this i've always been so passionate about fitness and i used to train my friends like in the park or like my friends would come round and we do like a little session in the living room and I'll just do it like for free just because I just loved doing it. And I love training people and just seeing the effect it would have on people's lives and the energy and things like that. So I decided to start studying and actually get my qualification as a PT, as a personal trainer. And then I got approached by Sweat, the fitness app. And I'd known about it, of course, for years because I follow all the trainers. I've worked out using fitness apps for years. And um, when I got approached, I thought, this, this isn't actually happening, is it really? And they said, yeah, we need you to come out to Utah and film your own program. So I've worked with the team and I, I spoke about how HIT was my favorite style of, of working out. So put together a six week program and went out to Utah and filmed it in a week. And it was crazy. It was like three, four workouts a day. Okay, I was whoa, burning. Whoa, whoa. I'm gonna yeah. jump. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in there because, as many of the listeners will know, I am also on a fitness app, and so there's very different yes. to saying. It's very different to saying I like hit and I like to train hit to coaching hit when yeah. you are filming and those cameras are on and you're talking, you're cueing, you're coaching. This is the exercise that's coming next. Yeah. You're counting down, and you are doing those workouts like you just described. Sometimes four workouts in a day, back to back, yeah. and you crawl out of that studio it's oh, it's amazing do. but it's such hard work so hard like i had my apple watch on the entire time because i was like i need to track what i'm going to be burning and it was over a thousand calories a day oh yeah it was just it was ridiculous um but i absolutely loved it because i had my little britney mic on <laughs> like i was there i had my mat my dumbbells and i and i was like this is so surreal because i followed all of these programs and then now i'm doing my own and then I passed and got my level three personal training qualification. And now, yeah, people can go into the sweat app and they can do my six week energizing hit program. Which well, is, energizing yeah, it is. It's and it's, isn't it wicked? Because the thing is as well, as I said, I've got, you know, classes out there and you kind of, after a while, I think when you're there and you're in it and you're filming it, you, of course, you know, you're focused on that. But then let's say in a few months time, you're doing something else, but other people are waking up. Maybe they've just found it for the first time and they're doing that workout. And so it's such an amazing thing, especially as someone who, you know, back in the day, 12 years ago, I used to, you know, be a trainer and I used to work with people one-to-one, -one, but now, it's like people can I don't know it's just bizarre that you know like I said you move on you're doing other things but people will send you a message or they'll do an insta story saying yeah oh, I've just worked out with Adrienne I've just or they'll be like oh, I've just worked out with Fleur I've just done my 20 minute hit session and there you're there with them in their living room motivating them breaking sweats with them and yeah that impact is you, you so many people hopefully are gonna be able to train with you it's really really wicked yeah it's cool and I remember I used to get quite obsessed with like trainers I used to follow so like, funnily enough, I followed Kayla 
it signs for years mm. and she's the owner of sweat weirdly and then um followed sean t because he yes. used to do the insanity program and anytime they would like retweet you or or like reply to a dm or anything you'd be like oh my god no way like they've replied and now it's like people are messaging me and and i see things in my mentions and people are like i've just finished energizing hit program with fleur and it's just like it's so crazy how life just turns around and how you can be doing something and looking up to someone one day and then the next minute you're that person that people are looking up to is yeah it's it's wild also Flo it strikes me actually hearing you say that you're incredibly humble like for so many people they'd just be like oh yeah wicked Flo of course she's on the sweat app of course she's doing this of course mm-hmm. she's doing that but you're like oh my gosh I'm on this do you know what I mean it's incredible yeah. you're incredibly humble like honestly it's it's I think so many people people that know you of course will know that but often yeah we just see people doing everything and we're like well of course she would be doing that well, she's the best person for the job yeah it's quite funny actually because yeah a lot of people will go oh yeah that makes sense oh yeah you're doing that all right yeah and I'm always just there like the thing is I think when you've hustled for a long time and I always say this when you've hustled and you've laid the groundwork you've laid the foundations as soon as you get to this position you're like oh my gosh like this could go any day yeah you don't take it for granted yeah you really appreciate it all you're just like this is amazing let me just take all this in now because (laughs) this could go like my mum always says no position in life is permanent she's Mm. always said that from the beginning so it's like while it's here let me just savor it let me enjoy it all Oh, I love that. I love that from your mum. I agree with her. I often say the same about impermanence and just exactly that word you said, savour things, whether it's literally, I don't know, your glass of wine or whether it's especially having children as a mother. Honestly, my son is starting secondary school now and it is <gasps> what? what? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, savour the, even for example, I know parents, if they've had like, you know, if they're having sleepless nights or if the kids are having tantrums or when they're little and people go, oh, savour it. And everyone's like, what? But yeah, in yeah Yeah, you're like really but in reality it does it goes so quickly and I just oh I read this poem and it said it was just like kind of visual that kind of terrified me but I've never I've never ever forgotten it and it basically said that your children's lives are like the sand in a sand timer and that you can't hold it in your hands and I was like oh my gosh oh wow (laughs) do you know what I mean I was like powerful that was deep but I still think about it I'm like oh my gosh so yes savoring I'm all about that the highs obviously life has its inevitable lows but when things are good and when things as you say whether it's jobs whether it's relationships when things are abundant and they're great just notice it you know wake up be happy be grateful and enjoy make the most of it yes exactly definitely speaking of joy oh my gosh how <laughs> have we not talked about strictly come dancing flirt when i saw the announcement <laughs> i was like oh my gosh because i know obviously you're an entertainer you're a performer but i know i mean flirt just let's talk about strictly firstly well, when that conversation first came up, how did you feel? How are you feeling now? Oh my gosh. Well, funnily enough, it's it's one of those things like what you said just a few moments ago, you said, oh, everyone will go, oh yeah, of course she's doing that. Of course she's doing this. And for years, people used to come up to me and go, oh, you've definitely been asked to do Strictly, haven't you? Like, you're definitely going to do that. And I was, I'd be like, no. Like, they never, they never asked me. In all the years that I've been in the industry doing bits here and there, I never got approached by Strictly ever. So anytime anyone used to ask me, I'd go, no, 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 they've not asked me. Like, it's not even a conversation. And I used to just think, oh, they won't approach me. I was just convinced. They probably thought you were like, too they- busy for that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was like, they're not going to ask me. This isn't my thing. And then 
I went last year to watch AJ. Yeah, me too. And she was incredible. I mean, we know she's like our joint friend. Yeah. And um, I was like, this girl is just insane. And when we went backstage, she went, well, it'll be you next year, it'll be you. And I was like, <laughs> AJ, no. I was like, no, no, no. They've not asked me, this is too intense. I'm watching you and I'm getting tired. Like this, no, I don't think I'm gonna do this. Sure enough, the following year, <laughs> they approached my agent and my agent just called me and said, strictly want to have a conversation. And I was like, no way, are you kidding me? And then I met the producers, had a chat and they were telling me about the schedule and straight away I was like, oh my God, no, this sounds, this sounds so difficult. And then I started thinking about all the technical dancing. Now, obviously I dance when I'm on stage and I sing, but I'm not a trained dancer. Like I haven't been to stage school. I don't know any technique, like or anything at all. I've never done any partner dancing. I've never done ballroom. So straight away, I'm just like, okay, this is, although I do perform, this is completely out of my comfort zone mm. in that sense. Cause it's just something I've never done. So I was quite like dubious about it, if I'm honest. And then I called my sister and we were talking about it. And she was like, Blah. she was like, remember our dad used to love watching Strictly. And he passed away in 2020, in March, 2020. Mm. And as soon as she said that, I just went, okay, stop. I don't even need to think about it anymore. Like, that's that's the decision made mm. because for me I was like I need to have a motivation like anytime I've been approached with an opportunity I always think if I wasn't getting paid for this and if this wasn't on TV would I do it mm. and that's always the question I ask because for me I don't ever want money to be a motivation because then I'll just end up doing anything and everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just have no morals no values like nothing so I was like no 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 actually because dad used to love this show and he used to make us watch it religiously. That is the reason I want to do this. Like above anything else, that's why I want to do it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. I've got goosebumps hearing that and I just can't wait to see it. And as you said, we have our mutual friend, AJ, last yes. year, you know, I, you know, the blood, sweat and tears and the hard oh, work that, it, I mean, yeah. she's a grafter as well. She is amazing. Mm -hmm. But the, the schedule, like you said, is just brutal. And it's funny that, you know, I think previously when singers have been on, people do sometimes say, don't they? They're like, oh, but if you're a singer and you're a performer, then you're used to it. But like you just said, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had never seen you doing a foxtrot. And no. I feel like, you know, <laughs> And you said about you said about the partner thing, so I want to kind of hone in on that because as a solo performer, you know, I'm sure you have different ways of managing whether it's I don't know the pressure of live or whether it's a routine that you do to be ready or how you reflect and improve, whatever. Now there's two of you, so yeah, you've got a partner to think about. You've got to, I guess, adapt and work with them. They've got to adapt and work with you. How are you? Yeah, how are you feeling about having a partner? And, and it's no longer just the sp you've got to share the spotlight, Flirt. <laughs> It's, you know, it's going to be really weird because like you say, when I perform on my own, usually I've got a microphone in my hand firstly. So like, that's a distraction. I'm singing, I'm doing something else. And I can freestyle most of, of the movements. I'm just kind of doing whatever comes naturally to me. And if I've ever had dancers on stage, they're doing the routine. Oh. So I could join in as and when, like I don't have to know every single step in the routine. And even when it comes to music videos, you've got an edit. Like if you make a mistake, they could just cut that bit out of the video. It's absolutely fine. Or if there's ever a move that I haven't been able to do, we'll just adapt it so that I'll be able to do it. So I've never ever had to dance with a partner, know the steps inside out and the technique, be judged on it. And then also not only that, but have someone move my body. That's weird. 
So I'm going to have to have a partner leading me. And I don't know, that's going to feel really weird to me. So alien to my body. I don't know what that's going to be like. Yeah, and as you said, comfort zone. We all have a comfort zone within whatever we do. And like you said, having the trust, I think, as well, to let someone lead you. And, And also, you know, let's be honest, often if you... I don't know about the first couple of weeks, but soon they're throwing in lifts, there's jumps, oh, they're God. jumping off of things, yeah. props. So you really do, I think, have to trust and and lean into being led by, you know, by, by a partner. And it is something new. And regardless of, yeah, whether you've performed before and like you said, not being able to have that mic and to sing, because I guess that's probably your, your comfort. That's your arena. And as you said, you're not also being judged straight yes. away afterwards on the performance. Yes. <laughs> by professional dancers as well. Like people have been in the game for years and years. But the thing is, although that really scares me, it also really excites me. You know, like the challenge of having to learn a new style of dance every single week, you know, being in these incredible costumes, being in the ballroom, you know, this like amazing prestigious show that I've watched for years. It honestly is an honor. Like forget all the all the scariness and all the things that I'm really anxious about. I just think what an incredible opportunity like what an amazing life experience to have I, just, I can't wait to just learn everything yeah well we can't wait because as you said it's been 20 years which i mean to be honest before, I know. yeah before <sighs> last year i didn't i wasn't so aware i don't think of the scale and the size mm. of the strictly hype but last year i was like okay wow like especially as my son's friends were all like because jude honestly i feel like my son was like i know aj she's my friend he told his friends she's played on my nintendo switch and so i feel like never mind me never mind anything i've ever done literally i could say to him jude you know that i've interviewed this person he'd be like yeah i don't care i know aj (laughs) so i was was like okay cool so he was really excited all his friends were excited they were all team aj and so i really yeah i think i every week you know we'd watch and it's all the different uh, themes every week and all the different people and people really do love this show so much as you said it's iconic so that's going to be amazing uh what out of all the different weeks the different themes obviously there's like movie and there's halloween and there's musicals which week are you looking forward to the most oh that's so hard uh, well for me Halloween week is definitely a highlight because yeah. I think you get to you know you can dress up you can be a completely different character um, it's also my birthday weekend so <laughs> like I'm fingers crossed I'll be celebrating my birthday in the Strictly Ballroom which would be incredible yes the um, drama the costumes yeah, the hair and makeup cool. it's amazing I just can't wait for that but also the iconic Blackpool week I mean, to just be able to dance, oh my gosh, in that amazing, iconic ballroom in Blackpool. Yeah, I would I would love to experience that as well. There's so much though, there's so much to look forward to. Like with the whole, that Strictly journey and the whole experience, there's so many things that you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and also I think, I mean, you probably know this as well, again, from like being a performer, there's so many elements and things that people don't necessarily think about. So for example, costumes, shoes, hair, like you might learn a routine and you learn that routine and you're wearing, I don't know, you know, t-shirt, you're wearing shorts. Then it's like, okay, here's the dress here's the you know here's the thing and you're like wait I've got to do that same routine wearing that there's so many different elements and layers to that challenge I think it's going to be of course it's going to be exciting we know that you are going to absolutely smash it we can't wait to see and so lastly I guess from a 
from a, a well two actually physical and mental preparation so physically we know that you train we know you do hit what about getting ready from a dance aspect i guess the limbering up the the recovery have you thought about how you're going to be preparing your body yeah so i've already started stretching because <laughs> i was like working out in the gym is very different to being a dancer <laughs> and i know that the flexibility is so important and mobility. Like I just went onto YouTube one day and started looking at all the past like performances on Strictly. And I was like, oh my gosh, the places they're putting their legs and doing all of these movements. I was like, no, 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 I need to start stretching today. And straight away, I was like, I need to work on my flexibility. That's the main thing. Stamina as well is a big thing. Mm. So I've been working on cardio and just getting the stamina because those routines are gonna be hardcore. And flinging your body around is different to doing a HIIT workout. It's just completely different training. Yep. So it's going to be a shock to the body for sure. And someone recommended that I get a lot of Epsom salts oh, yes. for baths. Oh, yes. That's a big thing. And um, icing, I'm going to be doing a lot of that. And apparently I'm going to need a lot of plasters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I know that world oh. very well. So the Epsom bath is a thing. You're going to have aches and pains in little muscles that you didn't mm. even know existed. That I've never um, used. Never yeah. used. <laughs> Nothing, sometimes you wake up after dance rehearsal. The only thing that moves is your eyes. That's oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing else. No. So yeah, I definitely think the Epsom bath, I, I second that. Also Theragun, if you can get one of those. Oh, that yes. is a game yes. changer. And okay. and then sleep. I mean, I know we talked about sleep already, but sleep is when the body heals. So I guess that's the good uh, segue for the next one, which is about mental preparation. Because on the one hand, you've got to, as you said, learn the routines, turn up, do the thing. But then show finishes, maybe uh, even, or rehearsals finish, it's late, you might be you know, full of adrenaline, cortisol, you're pumped up, you're wide awake. How do you then, I guess, bring the energy level down? How do you downregulate your system so that you can actually get into bed? Because often I've heard that from people, they're like, I'm so wide awake, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm actually just messaging loads of people back on my phone because they're all messaging being like, oh, it was wicked. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you need to go to bed because you've got to do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's so true. I think it's funny because I've only just discovered something that kind of helps me wind down. So I've never really had an issue, touch wood, there's wood here. I've never really had an issue with falling asleep. I've always slept very well. So like I can sleep anywhere, any place, any time. You can have music blaring, I will sleep through it. In moving car, anything, I can sleep anywhere and I will fall asleep pretty quickly. That hasn't ever been an issue. But you're right, when you've got adrenaline, pumping through that's different mm. so i only discovered recently that meditation music and actually sounds so like the sound of rain and wind and things like that actually really help me sleep but i only discovered it by accident because we've got sonos speakers in our house mm. and one day my husband was playing meditation music and his phone connected to our bedroom by, by accident and um i was up getting ready to go to sleep and i was like babe babe you've connected to the speaker and he didn't hear me and i was just like okay whatever i'll just leave it on and i had such a deep sleep like deeper than i've ever slept wow and then i tried experimenting with other things so i did like the sound of rain i did like a like a storm sound slept even deeper so i find that those things actually really helped me funnily enough Great. Um, but i didn't think i even needed that but i think that's what's going to help me through it just putting on some meditation music or just some sounds in the background 
That's and that will just knock me right out. <laughs> yeah, that, no, it will. And the thing is as well, it's also, also I think, you know, I've, I've interviewed sleep uh, psychologists and sleep doctors on this podcast before. And another thing that they say is that when you find something that works for you, there's two two parts to it. On the one hand, I'm sure it does work. So those, you know, different binaural beats from the music and, you know, down regulating, of course, that is going to help you relax. But there's also something about the habit and the routine and kind of the, place- the placebo effect of when you start to have that expectation so because you've just described that to me oh I slept really deeply it helped me relax the next time you think oh I need to put that music on you're already telling yourself it's going to work do you know what Mm, I mean you're gonna you you know what I mean that ritual of saying actually this is what helps me sleep and so actually for someone I was talking to someone recently and their child is is a real bad sleeper you know she she really struggles to fall asleep in the evening and sometimes it's like maybe an hour two hours and she's just wide awake and she tries to read and she tries all these things and then so they started doing some like little sleep ritual things and if if it is simple as like playing the same song or having a spray so a smell so every time you spray Ah. the pillow you're like that smell makes me feel sleepy and even though you know whether it's child kids adults whatever having that ritual of something you do even if it's you know people listening to this show who might not be you know going on live tv at night but maybe they just come in from work and they feel really wired really switched on and they just can't seem to downregulate. then yeah finding a routine finding a practice whether that is music or a smell or something that signals to the body okay this is what we do when we go to bed <laughs> okay bedtime yeah yeah <laughs> simple as that but when you find one that works because honestly flat sleep i mean you just said you've never struggled to sleep but for people that do it is such a you know it's really debilitating actually because it's something they were supposed to just do every single night and when you can't it's really really hard yeah, we need it, man. I, I, I've, I've monitored so many different levels of sleep and how my body reacts. Mm. And I mean, I know that I need a minimum of six hours, like six hours I can function on. That's a minimum. But even that, if I do that for more than three days in a row, then I'll start to really feel it. Right. And my body will just shut down. And then I'll end up, I, I call it um, sleeping like a teenager, where I'll have a day where it'll be like a good 10 hour or 11 hour one. And that's very rare, but that's when my body is telling me, you're doing too much, just sleep. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, let me just get the eight hours in. And I always feel good for it. And I function so much better when I've had a good night's sleep. And so you do feel it. You feel it, your your mood, my voice is impacted. Even when Mm. I'm speaking on the radio, I can hear. It's really husky, it's really hoarse, it's tired my eyes, everything, your body, just everything is affected when you don't get that sleep. So yeah, that's going to be a key element to uh, <laughs> to my body getting through this this tough schedule. Absolutely. Sleep to win people and naps. Like you said, <laughs> take those little power naps. They're going to yeah. be looking for you. Where's Flirt? Oh, she's having a nap. Oh yeah, have a nap. I, I encourage it all the time. My sister years ago, she never used to nap. And I'd be like, you need to nap. She'd go, no, it's lazy. Because people always associate naps with being lazy, don't they? If someone's sleeping in the middle of the day, it's like, oh, come on. You need to be productive what you're doing sleeping in the middle of the day. She adopted the nap and she's never looked back. It's changed her life. It's changed her life. I mean, I bet it has. And also, let's be honest, flirt. That is why you look so damn good. I'm like, you. That is not just makeup. I've seen you in the flesh. Literally, the skin, the eyes, the hair. Like, honestly, it is vibrant, and that oh. is probably as well. Sleep, sleep to win. Oh, sleep in beauty. Oh, for sure. If I if I haven't had a good night's sleep, I do see it on my skin. I start to feel it. I get dry patches. 
bags under the eyes. Like, you know, we all know <laughs> when you haven't had a sleep, you don't look good. It doesn't look good. That is the secret, people. She is a queen sleeper and napper. You heard it here. Well, as I said, we're so, so excited to watch the whole process. We are going to be cheering you on every glittery step of the way. So good luck. And hopefully, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll hopefully speak next year and see how it all went down. We'll yeah. add, to that, add to that time capsule. Oh my gosh, how exciting. It's really cool actually to catch up with you three years on and see how different things are. So we should definitely do that again. Yes, please. Well, I think the last thing, last but not least, is of course the Power Hour. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So that is one thing that has remained. So yeah, lots of change, lots of things have happened. I think this is maybe, I don't even know how many episodes I've recorded, more than more than 230 now, which is insane. When I first started this show, honestly, Flair, I was super grateful because I don't know if you know this, but I started the show in November. As I said, you came on in February. So that was still, you know, for me, that was still early doors. I'd probably only done about... I don't know what 15 16 episodes obviously I reached out to you you're you know you're busy you're doing all these things and you were like yeah wicked I'll come on the show and I'll be honest every time someone has done that especially like I said it's different now you know the show's got millions of downloads and I'm you know happy to say that I've had some amazing guests and of course it gets easier over time but right back in the beginning you know people ask and even when people reach out to me to ask me to do things as you said we can't do it all but I'm forever grateful for those early yeses those early guests that said yeah I'll give you an hour of my time I'll come on your podcast and I'll um yeah it was such an amazing conversation so I'm really really grateful for oh you're welcome you know it's been exciting to also see your rise and just see like how much you've done like I keep keep across everything like on your socials and I'm just like how is she going for these runs how is she doing this how is she being a mom how is she staying so fit like all the things you're doing it's just it's just incredible. So yeah, well done to you. Oh, Look at thank you. you very much. Well, like I said, let's <laughs> conclude with the power hour. So it's it's been consistent throughout. Um, my power hour has changed a lot. I'm, I'm sure yours has too. So with this new chapter, this new season, obviously you've been doing early radio. Now you're going to be doing late night shows. What do you think you're going to try to keep in the first hour of every day? And is there anything you're going to try and remove or avoid in the first hour of the day? Avoid my phone right in the first hour of the day. That's a big one. And do you, can you actually do that consistently? Like how how often do you do you do that every day? How often does the phone tempt you and and you're on the phone? I mean, I, to be fair, I'm actually quite good. Like right. I'm to the point where my friends and family get annoyed because they can't get hold of me because <laughs> yeah. I'm never with my phone. So actually, it's not good in that sense. But <laughs> I'm not like glued to my phone. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just in the mornings when I wake up. You know, I am guilty of getting up, going to the toilet, get my phone out. Yeah. First thing I'll do, scroll on Instagram, see what's going on. And it's just like, I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. I haven't even washed my face yet. And I'm already into my phone. Mm. And the mornings that I haven't done that, I just feel like my mind is a lot more relaxed. 
Like, you know, I'm not feeling anxious because it depends on what you watch, doesn't it? It's like, you don't know, you don't choose what's going to be on your feed. So you could see something that's quite distressing and then like sets the tone for the whole day. So anytime I haven't looked at my phone, I find that I just have a clearer head for the day Mm. and I'm more productive in that sense. So I think that's something that I'm definitely going to keep up and yeah, try to keep my phone away from me for the first hour yeah, of think, the morning. Yeah, it's honestly, again, it is a game changer. I've I've done that now quite consistently for a long time. And it's funny how you said there's, there's downside for your family because they're like, hello, we're trying to get hold yeah, of you. Yeah, where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've noticed as well, I've stopped doing social as much. So for example, I used to do Instagram stories in the morning being like, yes, I'm out, as you said, getting that run. Come on, let's get it. And I even for me now, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go on the phone. So I just have to not do it. And I'm like, I still did the run, gang. I just don't have the proof. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. you know, because otherwise it is. It's your suddenly you're yeah into all of that, and before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's seven o'clock, which for me, as you know, is midday. Um, and yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> anything you're gonna add in? So obviously you're gonna be fueling your body like never before. Are you a mm. breakfast person? Do you go for breakfast? Do you go sweet, savory, coffee? Yeah, I do. I do enjoy my breakfast, but. I keep it quite minimal, to be honest, because especially doing breakfast radio, oh my gosh, my first year of doing it, I gained so much weight. Because really? <laughs> Why? Because you were just yeah. eating earlier? Yeah, because you, well, because you wake up so early and a lot of the time, because your body's adjusting to the new sleep schedule and waking up at, like in the middle of the night, basically, you just crave the worst things. Mm. So I was just getting like a breakfast bap like every morning. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, that's not a big deal. Just a breakfast bap. Builders and then breakfast. it was, right. Yeah, basically that's what I was having. And then, wow, six months in and I was like, okay, these jeans don't fit anymore. <laughs> we need to sort this out. So now I've just, it's just a ritual of having my green tea in the morning or I make a smoothie mm. before I go in and I have that. And that's like a new ritual that I'm definitely gonna gonna keep going. But I think now because I'll be dancing so much and I've never lived this dancer's life, I'm gonna have to add in some stretching in the morning as well. Mm. That's gonna be something new. Yeah. I'm going to have to add in and I don't do that. Yeah. And also to probably, you know, the fueling thing, it's funny, isn't it? How just small daily habits can have a huge, huge, big impact over that. You say huge. six months. And if you're going to be yeah, training, rehearsing, like you're going to be using so much energy and fuel that yeah. actually uh, just a little bit of breakfast advice that you didn't ask mm. for. You need to have some protein in the morning. So mm. something protein, whether it's like you said, in your smoothie, whether it's yeah. some eggs, if you if you eat eggs, but something protein before you start that day of training, because that's yes. also going to help those <laughs> muscles to recover so yeah I got you Flo you've got to get the eggs in the morning that's a good point I will do that yeah because I can't be on this like radio diet anymore <laughs> I'm like I basically need to switch my whole lifestyle into like a professional diet basically an athlete's you're lifestyle you're an athlete now you are yeah an pretty much you need an isn't it? diet yeah and honestly as, as well as as you know someone I'm always I know the difference in my body and my hunger and my appetite when I'm training hard and there's times mm. where you just feel like you can't satiate that hunger you know I'll have a big dinner right. I'll eat something else and I'll still wake up hungry and have a big breakfast so yeah i'm all about that fueling enjoy it that's it you're an athlete now oh my gosh this is it wow (laughs) i'm going to be coming back to you for a lot of advice don't worry (laughs) we've got you honestly between me and aj and all of your people you have got it it's going to be incredible thank you so much again for joining for giving us your time i know the listeners are going to be loving it so if you are let us know if you are team flair if you are following strictly then yeah get in touch share the episode let us know and hopefully we'll be able to i'm sure you're going to be mad busy again but hopefully we'll be able to get you back (laughs) and see how it all went down oh definitely i've always got time for you don't worry 
Thank I'll be back. So much. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And next week, we'll be back with another episode. Stay safe. Have an awesome week. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 